Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Stephen, and I want to remind everybody that this is going to be your last week in which you're getting episodes every day, Monday through Friday. Starting next week, we're only going to do Just Another Fanboy episodes three days a week. Monday, 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 Wednesday, and Friday. Three times a week, Just Another Fanboy. That's what you're going to get. Just want to prepare everybody ahead of time. Be easier to stay caught up, all that good stuff, right? Be easier for me to, to, to get the episodes out there. Be easier for you to stay caught up. Be easier for me to just live life and all that. I also want to remind everybody that we are now less than a month away from the release of Then a Penguin Walked In and Other Tall Tales. My collection of four novellas will be available on ebook and paperback. You can purchase it now. You can pre-order it now on ebook for just $2.99. When it comes out on December 4th, when it launches, the ebook will be $4.99. So it behooves you to get that pre-order in. Okay, so today I want to talk about a TV show. It's called Into the Badlands. I just finished watching the season finale, the series finale, season three. They put season three up on Netflix. They put half of it up uh, a few months ago, and then they put the other half up. I'm assuming recently. I have this app. I can't think of the name of the app now. Just watched, just something or other. And it. I look at it every day, and it tells me what what showed up the previous day on the streaming apps, but it doesn't seem to update properly because never, not once. And I, I keep, I've gone back and looked not once did it show that the, the rest of season three of into the badlands was up and ready to be watched on Netflix. But I noticed it there this weekend and I don't know how long they've been available. So this is a show that I have a, I don't want to say love hate relationship with, but before the show first aired, I'll say I've been I've watched it on Netflix. I don't we don't have AMC, but before it even aired on AMC, 
I'd come across articles talking about this new show called Into the Badlands, and the articles basically described it as a post-apocalyptic world. There are no more guns. All the guns have been outlawed and destroyed. Everybody does kung fu. Basically, that's every time I watch this show, everybody knows kung fu, and it's every time when people just just every, anybody on there, old people, children, Whenever a fight breaks out, they're all doing kung fu. And in my mind, everybody was kung fu fighting every single time. Because that's the thing about kung fu movies that have always bothered me. Um, now, if it's if, if a kung fu movie is set in a place, you know, where you've got like Shaolin monks going up against uh, some other, the, the, the Wu-Tang monks. I don't know anything about kung fu, okay? I don't watch a lot of kung fu. But... When you have these warriors going up against each other, obviously they're going to know Kung Fu. But when you have shows like, I think it was um, one of the first Jackie Chan movies I ever saw, I believe was Rumble in the Bronx. It was like one of his first American movies. And he's going up against quote unquote New York gang, New York gang members, you know, these gang bangers. And they all knew Kung Fu. And I just thought that was silly. Well, in this show, everybody knows Kung Fu. And... Honestly, they had me at post-apocalyptic. Right away, that's they had me at post-apa. That's that's as far I was like, okay, I'm there. Post-apocalyptic. I am there. I'm all about that. I love that kind of setting. Anytime it's a post-apocalyptic world or a world that has been built from the ashes of a post-apocalyptic world, which is kind of what this is. It's not they they have gas-powered engines, they have electricity, but that's about it. They can drive cars, they have motorcycles, but they don't have television or phones or walkie-talkies, that kind of stuff. Their, their, um, their technology only goes so far. But I wanted to give this show a shot, and so I didn't even wait for it to come on Netflix. The moment, the moment, the moment, good God almighty, the moment the show, the first season was released on DVD, I got it from my library and I spent a weekend watching it. And from the beginning, I was very underwhelmed by this show. I remember that I feel like this season, the first season coming out on DVD, was around the time that Iron Fist was on Netflix. Because I feel like I remember seeing a lot of tweets about Into the Badlands. And this is the way fight scenes should be choreographed. This is this makes Iron Fist look like crap. Their fight scenes in Iron Fist was like crap. But these are awesome. And I remember watching that first season going, these fight scenes are a little hokey. The the way they're fighting, it's it just seems a little hokey to me. And then they introduce this character named MK. Okay, let me back up a second. So what you've got is this world... There's the Badlands, which are controlled by a handful of people that they refer to as barons. The barons have a group of soldiers underneath them that are called clippers. And then they have a regent that is basically the best fighter of all the clippers, and he controls the clippers. And they, and they all carry swords, and they, they, they do kung fu fighting. So the main character is the regent for a baron whose name I can't remember, but they all wore red and they had an opium field and that was their thing. They were, they dealt with the opium. That's, that was, that was their thing. Each, each baron controlled something, right? Well, Sonny comes across uh, this kid named MK and he takes him on as a cult 
which means a clipper in training. And right away, I don't like MK. I don't like him at all. This Whoever this kid is that played MK, I'm sorry, man. I don't know who you are. I've never met you in real life. You may be just a great person. And so that speaks to your acting ability because I did not like MK at all. I don't know if we were supposed to like MK at first, but I just did not like him at all. Turns out we weren't supposed to like him. I, but again, I don't know if when the show started, if they knew what his story arc would be by that point. But I didn't like him at all. He was a whiny little complainer, and he always tried to take the shortcut, and I just didn't like him. So even though I had the entire first season there sitting in front of me on DVD, I watched maybe all but the last episode, and I just couldn't bring myself to finish it. The season then comes on Netflix. I just ignored it. But then I see an article online that makes me go back. And it's basically, the article is announcing that Nick Frost was going to be in season two and he was going to play a major character. Well, I love Nick Frost. So I felt like I had to give this show another shot. So I went back on Netflix and I watched all of season one. And then season two shows up right away as soon as I finish. And season two was just so much better. The world opened up so much more. But there were still problems I I was having with the show. I liked Sonny. I didn't like MK. And I didn't like the Baron, who was the bad guy. And I can't remember his name. He he made me think of Russell Crowe for some reason. And I didn't like him at all. But season two was just, it was bigger. They went outside the Badlands into the Wastelands. And they added, I mean, they, they started adding right away from the beginning of the show. There was this level of mysticism and supernatural ability and all this. They just added more levels to that. And so I just loved season two. And then I see the first half of season three and I'm really loving it. And now this past weekend, I finish up season three, which is supposed to be the season finale or the series finale. And I felt like They were just trying to cram so much into those last six or so episodes, eight episodes or however many it was. I think there were 16 episodes in the season. And I was, for most of it, I was just, I was defending it because, well, obviously they're trying to get as much in there as they can because they know that this is going to be their final season. Maybe they had planned to do, you know, two more seasons or something. And this whole season was about a guy named Pilgrim and this witch woman who come from this distant land that Azra, which they've been seeking out. And they, they basically want to, they want to convert everyone to their religion and they want to run the world basically. And Sonny has to try to stop them. That's very, very, very basic. But there, there was a whole lot in that back half of that season that I just did not like. First, MK just kept getting worse and worse and worse. I just wanted somebody to cut his freaking head off. He was getting on my nerves. He didn't, I'll, I'll spoil it for you. He didn't survive. He, he, you know, they, they kept, um, he kept skirting with kind of being a bad guy and then he would come back and then he'd go back and forth. But they just decided, I, I, you know, he's, he's a bad guy and, um, just did not like him at all. Did not like the character. Did not like him at all. And it wasn't like a Dolores Umbridge type of character from Harry Potter where I just, you know, the first thing I want to do if I ever meet J.K. Rowling is just shake her hand and say, you made me hate Dolores Umbridge with such a passion. I have never felt so much emotion towards a character before than Dolores Umbridge. And that that's a testament to her writing. But I, I don't know. There was just something... It wasn't the character mainly. I guess it was. I just didn't like that character at all. Just didn't like him at all. I don't, 
I, I, I feel like the whole show could have been, he didn't need to be in the show, basically. I don't, I don't feel like when he, they first started the show that they knew where he, what, what was going to end up happening to him. I don't know. Or maybe they, they, they were trying to do a whole Darth Vader type of thing with him, but didn't like him at all. Did not like him. But then, and they also do some dumb stuff through this, this, this back half of this last season. They, at one point, they capture the witch woman that works with Pilgrim and they know she's a witch woman. They know it and they lock her in this cell, but it's a, but they, it's this giant cell. It's basically like half of a room that they just put a wall, a, a barred wall across. She's in there with a freaking bed and a bunch of candles and basically all the things she needs to do her little spells. And then to top it off, they don't, they don't set a guard on her. They just, ah, right, she's, she's all right up there. Don't worry about her. She's a witch woman. She's got everything she needs to, to do her spells. But I think we can trust that she's not going to do anything. But, of course, she does. And then, it, and then they decide, okay, well, we need, to, we need to evacuate because the pilgrim's coming. Uh, we need to, let's go ahead and just kill her. And so they send one person up, one single person to kill the witch woman. And it's, it's not even one of the warriors. And I don't say this as, eh, they sent a woman up to do it. They sent a woman up to do it who is not a fighter. They didn't send a fighter. That's the point I'm trying to make. Whether it was a man or a woman, if they sent the butler up to kill her, I would have been just upset. If they sent the dude that washed the dishes up to kill her, I would have been just as, just as upset. This is a woman who was their leader. She was like uh, second in command, basically. And, and yes, guess what? She could fight the Kung Fu because they have a big Kung Fu fight in the cell. Because sure enough, she goes to kill this witch woman all by herself. And the witch woman gets the best of her and kills her instead. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody could have. We need to kill the witch woman. Let's send 19 people up there and shoot arrows at her from outside the cell. They couldn't. Why didn't they think of just the dumb stuff that they cut that they came up with at the last last part of this 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 show? And then it ends, okay, so the whole time I am defending and forgiving all this crazy stuff that they're putting at the, in these last eight episodes that they just feel like they're just packing it full of stuff because I feel like they know, they know it's ending. They got to try to get all the elements in that they need to get in, but then it ends on a cliffhanger. So obviously they didn't know that it was going to end and it wasn't the kind of cliffhanger that makes you go, well, crap. Now I now I'm angry because I can't watch what's coming next because they did resolve everything. They just hint at now there's a new danger coming. You've taken care of the one danger, but for the next season it's going to be another danger, but then they don't bring it back for the fourth season. So I was really I was really mixed with this show because I really enjoyed I really I didn't like it, then I loved it, and then I didn't like it again. And that's not that's not what you want out of a show. You don't want it's it's okay if the if it starts strong and ends strong and the middle kind of sucks. That's okay. That's all right. But you shouldn't have it you shouldn't have it start poorly and end poorly and then be really strong in the middle. That that's just disappointing. The only thing that saved this show was Nick Frost playing a character named Baji and he he was a kung fu fighter and he's a big round dude and they made it very believable that he could do all the stuff that he was doing. And there was at one point there in the last part of the season, the last part of uh, that last season. And again, I, I say it at the beginning, but I'm spoiling this. 
he gets he gets stabbed through the heart. And I was so pissed off. Why are you killing Baji? Come on, there's only a handful of episodes left. Why would you do this? There, well, there were like six episodes left at that point or something. Why would you do this? He's the only reason I kept watching this show. And now I've got like six, seven, eight episodes left to watch and he's not going to be in it. Boo! You know? But then he was, he was back to life by either the end of the episode or the very next episode. I can't remember. Because they got all this mysticism and this supernatural chicanery going on. So yeah, Into the Badlands. I'm really torn because I would recommend it to people. I think I told somebody the other day that I was watching it and um, it's just not for everybody. It's just not something that, that it's just not. And I know that there are a lot of people that really liked it. And I think this season, this last season, they were really ramping up to something that looked like it was going to be so good. And then it turned out not to be good at all for some reason. It just, I don't know. They just made a lot of weird decisions. There was a big battle at one of the Baron's estates that the, the, they come storming the, the gates. And it just, it just felt weird because they, they fight them off at the gates, but then they blow up the good guys who are defending the estate. They blow up the gates to try to kill everybody who's trying to storm the gates, but it kills some of them, but the rest of them get in. And everybody who's inside the estate, they evacuate. They go to the garage. They go to the garage, the big garage full of cars. And they all meet there and they're like, okay, we did it. Uh, let's start evacuating. And oh no, here come bad guys. And so they make their, their final stand in the garage. That was their fallback position, the garage. And they have a little trap set up where they had a car up on a ramp. And so all the bad guys come into the garage and it's, there's nobody in there. And they're like, who, what's going on? Where's everybody at? And suddenly the car starts up and they drive, they drive at him. Whoa, that's crazy. They hit like two guys with the car. That's such a surprise. That didn't work at all. Why would you, why would you make your fallback position, your last stand position, be in a garage? That just doesn't, the part of their plan was we're going to blow up the gate, kill some of them, fall back to the garage. And that's where we'll make our last stand. Does that make sense to anybody? It doesn't make sense to me. It, it, just, it just felt weird. It felt weird. So would I recommend this to people? I don't know. If you like post-apocalyptic worlds, if you like Kung Fu, give it a chance. I'm not, I'm a little disappointed in the way it ended. And, and the, uh, the last thing that they did, the, 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 to really drive the nail in the whole, let's do a bunch of dumb stuff at the end of this series coffin so everything is resolved and the main character yeah i'm spoiling it the main character sonny quote unquote dies he is he is in this other world and one of the big monks the master she's there because she'd already died and she's telling him sorry man i know you want to be dead at this point because you you've done a lot but your work's not done there's a larger evil coming. You've got a larger battle ahead of you and you need to be ready for it. And as she's talking, we go to the battlefield. The big, there was an explosion. They had to blow up this thing. And one of the bad guys, one of like the, he was just introduced like maybe four episodes earlier. He's walking around the ruins and he steps on something and he looks down, he brushes the ash and the dirt away. And there's like a Colt 45 laying in the dirt. And he picks it up and it's covered in dirt. You can tell that the barrel is full of dirt. I mean, this is something that would have been buried underground for a hundred years. And he picks it up and he looks at it 
and he points it at the camera and he pulls the trigger and he shoots and a, and a bullet comes out of it. Seriously? He just dug a freaking revolver up out of the ground, out of the dirt. It wasn't wrapped in plastic. It wasn't in a box. It just been buried underground for years and he fires it and it's, and it's just, it's fine. It's like a brand new gun. Seriously? And so that's apparently the big evil that they would have gone up against had the show continued, which they've introduced guns back into society. And there's a big part of me that's really excited about that. Oh man, Kung Fu fighters with six irons. Oh yeah. That, you know, it would be like freaking cowboy, cowboy samurais. That sounds freaking awesome. Post-apocalyptic cowboy samurais. Where do I sign up? Well, nowhere, because they're not going to do it. So that only made it even more hurtful. They hurt me into the Badlands. I don't think I can recommend it. How did you feel? Did you watch it? Did you like it? Did you go through the same roller coaster I did? What about MK? Do you like MK? Is that a kid that you not did you not want to punch him in the face within the first 20 minutes of meeting him or did you love him did you think he was the best character on there this whole Darth Vader arc of his because he was supposed to be the chosen one or something and then he goes evil and it's just I didn't care for it not not at all I loved parts of it was not happy with the ending all that much and yet I'm, I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard because it's not like I was shaking my fist the entire time at the TV. There were just moments that I thought, this is really dumb. Why are they doing this? And then they would stop doing the dumb stuff and they'd do more cool stuff. And I'd say, okay, I can forgive that dumb stuff because here's some really cool stuff. Oh, here comes some more dumb stuff. And the dumb stuff right now is what's sticking out of my mind. Although I feel if I can, re- if I really think about it, there were more cool stuff than dumb stuff in that last season, but the dumb stuff is what's really what's really in my head. So here's what I'll tell you. Be your own judge. Make your own judgment. It's out there. Watch it. If you've watched it or you're going to watch it, whatever you think, if you watch it or you're going to watch it, and then you want to give me your thoughts, feedback at stephenorelse.com. So until tomorrow, got two more episodes left this week. Then we go to just three episodes a week starting next week. I'm out. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stephenrorr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at Stephen or else. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 